Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And John's a little oh. bitch. Oh <laughs> my John? gosh. What's happened? <laughs> Sorry to use insensitive language. We are doing a two-host show, people, but welcome to the Love of Cinema podcast. This is a podcast where we focus on positive criticism. We do not want to be those stuffy negative critici- critici- negative critics. Even though <laughs> we are talking about an M. Night Shyamalan movie, it is our task, it is our job, it is our mission with this podcast here, the love of cinema to keep our criticism positive with all our hearts we try every single week and we are going to be challenged this week with old the newest release by writer director producer m night Shyamalan. that is the gig we play this sound every time we say something negative and we are pretty good at keeping up with it so if you want to go ahead and grab yourselves a beer yeah, tap yourselves a keg. We're going to go ahead Strap and yourselves in. we're going to turn this into a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. So come and drink with us and let's talk about Olds and M. Night Shyamalan, your favorite thriller director. I, I love how you say you're going to turn this into a drinking game like we don't do this every week. Nah, this week, though, <laughs> this week is going to challenge us. Um, this is going to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just did an episode about The Village where we took a look back at this film. It was part of our Should Have Seen It By Now segment. I guess it's actually our Should Have Seen That By Now segment, which was recommended to us by an anonymous fan. Yeah. Crazy. That's allowed. That is allowed. We do take that. So an anonymous fan suggested The Village. It was also, we were thinking about, well, I was thinking about our other segment, Was It Really That Bad?, where we take a look at a famously bad movie and see if it was really that bad. And since we have to drink anytime we say something negative, it turns into a fun little game for us. However, The Village, we were surprisingly positive on. I can spoil that. So if you want to go ahead and maybe give The Village a second chance or at least listen to a couple minutes of what we have to say about it, you can go ahead and find that in our feed. Please like and subscribe. We are on Instagram. We're on uh, Twitter. We are on YouTube. Dave uploads these videos every single week so that you can have the visual content in case you want to put it on your TV and see our smiling, redder and redder, rosy faces throughout the course (laughs) of the episode. Find us the socials. You can look in the feed for all of our handles. And uh, we have sponsors. We have uh, Carlos Barroso, our beer sponsor. We haven't seen him in a while, but he is still our beer sponsor, and we're going to get his beer sued. You can find his information in our feed right this very second and then our music is by the artist known as Das Ein that is D-A-S-E-I-N you can find him on SoundCloud again SoundCloud again we've been drinking that's my intro Dave anything you want to add to that? I mean John John does this at twice the speed you just did it drunk so does he really? (laughs) yes because I'm trying to I'm trying to slow down because I was listening to myself at 1x and I thought I was at 1.5 still and I tried to slow myself down when we were doing the replay (laughs) All right. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about this thing. Because, ta- yeah. yeah, old. He's at it again. He's come back. He's, uh, he's what's what's the plot synopsis on this? Is, uh, have- well, on IMDb here, it is a thriller, which, first of all, it's always great when the plot synopsis gives you the genre. Yeah. You have a thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discovered that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Dave. Yeah. How many times? That's that's not like Far Rockaway where the water sucks the life out of you the longer you're in it. (laughs) 
It's uh, get out of here. <laughs> that's a double buzz for somehow for two hosts. I don't know how you did that. I did it quickly. Um, yes, yes. It's essentially what what happened if you swam in the East River, but instead of uh, making this a New York City movie, they decided to set it in a secluded beach. They never tell us where, right? Do they ever tell us where the island is? They don't. It's it's some obscure yeah. uh, island that yeah. It's it's probably like owned by Norwegian Cruise Lines or something. Right. Written and directed by and, M Night Shyamalan, who is still <laughs> he is still refusing to let people actually write the dialogue for him. Um, and then you have Dave. You're slow on the uptake. How do you not take my dialogue criticism? And hey, you bait? let the Norwegian one go. Yeah, touche. <laughs> okay. So M Night Shyamalan. Who, by the way, we we praised him in our last episode, and we should take a second here before we get into old to say. Just as a reminder, again, we talked about this in our episode about The Village. Sorry, The Village. 1999. Well, he went to NYU, did a couple films. 1999, his first feature, The Sixth Sense, $648 million worldwide. Then he does Unbreakable in the year 2000. 99 was The Sixth Sense. 2000, Unbreakable, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson makes $250 million worldwide. Then Signs in 2002 makes $400 million worldwide. The Village, 2004, makes... $278 278 million dollars worldwide lady in the water he only makes 75 million and then he's right back at it again with the happening which is probably the worst out of all of his movies still makes 160 million dollars uh the last airbender maybe even worse than the happening 300 million dollars and then after mm. earth 200 million so he's just sorry and night did after earth yeah 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 Oh. It was apparently story by Will Smith and him. I don't know, I don't know how this happened. Maybe Will pitched that idea to other people and M Night was the first one to jump on it. I don't know. I, I'm just okay. I'm just projecting people. I really don't know. But this guy has made three billion dollars, or at least his movies have made three billion dollars at the international box office. And so you know what? It's not just about money here on the podcast. We don't just love like a good business venture. But the guy, the, we keep going, we keep, we come, and it's not just because of the sixth sense. I think there is entertainment value in these other movies, like Signs, for instance, that we sit there and say, yeah. you know what, like Split, I hear a lot of bad things about Split, but people keep talking about it. And they I make, like Split. Yeah, I thought Split was fine. Yeah, where there yeah. are some things, like what happened to the other 12 personalities, who cares? You watched it, and then you watched the sequel, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Anyway, I'm getting shouty here about old, and we haven't even gotten into it. This is based on a graphic novel, actually. By mm. Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. Um, so the graphic novel idea, M. Night Shyamalan must have read it, well read. And then the cast is amazing, as is always with his movies. The casts stick around. You have Gael Garcia Bernal as Guy. You have Vicky Kreps, or Kreps, I'm sorry, Vicky Kreps as Prisca. You have Rufus Sewell as the Doctor, Charles. You have Alex Wolf, who you may know as the boy from Hereditary. <laughs> You have Thomasin McKenzie, who is a star. She's the yeah. she's the girl from Jojo Rabbit. She's also in Leave No Trace, I think is what it's called, with Ben Foster. And she has a bunch of movies coming out. Olivia Wilde directing her as the, Blowing up. the gymnast from 1996 that got hurt but still tried to get a perfect score. Um, she's going to be in a movie with Anya Taylor-Joy, directed by Edgar Wright. So Thomas and McKenzie, keep your eyes a out. A movie. Last star. night in Soho, people. I can't wait for that. Nice. Thing. And then mm. you have uh, Abby Lee, who is in Sharp Objects. Uh, you have Ken Leung, who is in Lost. Eliza Scanlon was yeah, in does, Sharp Objects. doesn't have a lot of luck on beaches, that guy. <laughs> he does not have what what else what what other beach movies were you talking about oh, no, no, oh because, just of lost, lost. because of lost yeah. <laughs> we've been drinking people um this the cast is unbelievable there's really really good performances they're on a secluded island if you've seen the trailer to this dave how many times have you seen the trailer to this movie 
to old? Yeah. Probably about 8,000 times less than I've seen the trailer for Snake Eyes. Okay. <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I say that because it's actually really, I, I think. Yeah, I would say I would say I've seen it about four or five times. Um, I think this the trailer, I always say this with movies, but trailers spoil too much nowadays. I don't know why every trailer has to give the entire movie away. But with a thriller, we know the premise of the movie. It's called Olds. And then the trailer shows everybody aging. They show how fast everybody's aging. So that's essentially half the movie. So the first half of the movie is exposition and what you already know. You know what I mean? It's what you already know fleshed out by the exposition. That's half of the movie. So really almost risky. You know what I mean? It's almost risky for the studio to... I don't know what I don't know what other options you have, but I feel like everybody walks into this movie with baggage. For instance, I saw this at the cinema. It's the only way you can see this movie right now, and nobody was set, like there was no, no sounds. Nobody was gasping. Nobody was laughing. Nobody clapped. It was just like it's almost like we all had this weird expectation, and we were just trying to fill in the gaps. But anyway, that's the preamble, Dave. Where do you want to take it from there? Do you want to do initial thoughts? Do you want to ease into I mean, this? Let's you want to let's start off with the this was shot yeah during the height of the pandemic uh in the DR. No shit. Which is both great in that they had the like full testing procedures and all that sort of stuff and nobody got sick. But also is like and we haven't really discussed this, but is this not irresponsibly selfish as a filmmaker? To go, I'm making a movie right now in the middle of a global pandemic. Everybody come to the DR. <laughs> they did the Florida thing. They're like, it's outside and warm. So even yeah. so now we know that's probably okay. But pre-vaccine, I don't know if it was okay. But yeah, okay. I guess yeah, they did I, testing. So I, I thought about that afterwards. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm cool with that. Yeah. Hard to but know for yeah, sure. That's, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> this, this film has three sections basically there's that's a setup yeah and then there's the reveal at the end where of course yes there is a look well it's not so much a bit of a twist he just fills you in what the fuck's been going on for the last like hour is this the first time m9 um, shamelin's ever done that dave <laughs> yeah. it's the it's the first time it's uh the, the twist isn't so much a twist it's more of an explanation Correct. of why this is happening yeah so it's it's not so much a twist um and in between that is 70 minutes of random scenes with overly descriptive exposition that seem to go nowhere. <laughs> okay, hold on. I just gave a 10-minute speech about how we're a positive film criticism podcast, and that is... that is not, So, the positivity... It's, okay. The, there are... Also, my uh, my projector crapped out in the, uh, the screening okay, you're bring, as well. So, you're bringing baggage into this. Uh, so we're all sitting there and he, the the message from M. Night Shyamalan at the beginning saying, welcome back to the cinema, everyone. And he's sitting there and he's all smiling and happy too. Like we had to watch it twice. So I, I noticed this and I got to go, he's all smiling and happy yeah. talking about it. And then he finishes talking. They've obviously left the, like, the edit point just a little too long because the smile just disappears and he goes full dead face at the camera. Yeah. I'm like, there's the guy that wrote Sixth Sense. Yes. There he is. I noticed it's, that too, actually. <laughs> and I got to see it twice. But uh, so yeah, like that happened. And then the screen, like everything went black and the lights came on and we're like, 
three minutes later, we're still sitting there with a black screen. It's like, this is a fucking bold directorial choice. Like, <laughs> so finally, somebody went up and went out and they're like, yeah, sorry, we're working on it. And this is the coolest part is that every single person that was in my theater, I'd say there were maybe 30 of us. It was kind of a matinee thing. Every single person in the theater was like, thank you. Not a, not a, no one got pissed off. Everyone just sat there and patiently waited for the movie to start. I'm like, that's the fucking crowd I want to go and see a movie with. Not this one, you, but that's the crowd I want to go and see a movie with. Were you not this movie? Were you, were so you were not one of the people who said thank you? No, I did. Okay, good. I did. Very nice. Yeah. it's not their fault. Um, so I'm not sure um, if what they did to fix the projector caused issues with the film. So I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, I think it's fun. You almost, Jeff almost I, spat his beer I'm over, the, over the microphone. We're turning this into our was it really that bad segment where I'm on the positive team and you're on the negative team. And I don't know if I necessarily no, no, need I, to be on the positive team. Okay, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of sweeping, like he uses the camera to like sweep something out and come back in and it's changed sort of thing. Like oh, it, yeah. it's, he uses that to show you a rock wall or something for a minute and come back and something's happened. And it does it very slowly, and like sometimes he puts the camera in the middle and pans around everyone, and whoever's on camera is not necessarily talking. Mm-hmm. Now, when it was happening on mine, I don't know if the projector was crapping out or whether he was actually panning faster than the frame rate they shot at was capable of, because I was getting duplicated frames. There, there was a lot of blur, um, and I actually but, was wondering. I don't know, but I, I didn't notice duplicated frame rates, but I did notice that. Um, there was a lot of blur, and I couldn't tell if it was because it was to cover up some of the aging that was going on. Because a lot of times, whenever they circled somebody, it was, for instance, the, it, it's harder to age teenagers than adults, which they actually talk about in the the film. They were like, mm. oh, we're all aging, but three years to us isn't as much as three years to a six-year-old. Because a six-year-old could add 25% of their height. Yeah, so, hold, hold that thought. We'll come back to that. Yeah, so, so I thought that <laughs> in some cases they were blurring that. And then later you would have one of the characters starts to become blind you notice from old age and they actually i'm, I'm mm. glad they didn't mention that out okay. loud i'm glad they did it visually but but yes yeah, to, to your answer i i can't to your question i mean i can't answer the question because I'm yeah no it was it was almost like i was getting stuttering on the image that i, like I it, did it not look like the frame rate was mismatched okay yeah, so yeah sorry, that was my projector yeah. went to hell all right so i'll give him a pass on that um because some of the cinematography was great like they really i after a while, like I was like, just sit the camera still for a minute. Please. <laughs> uh, just, just, I just, I just want to, I want to see what's what's going on. And that's that's the, like that's just the cinematography. I I thought that was good. Some of the performances, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. They didn't really pull it out. Um. So this is the cinematographer from Glass, the sequel to Unbreak unbreakable and also who my Shyamalan's movie and also he did us the jordan peele movie uh mm-hmm. and it follows oh, so this is mike julakis i think is how you would say his name so he shot this movie mm. um yeah very very interesting well let's talk i feel like this is i feel like this is the opposite to the village where like we were talking about in the village episode where roger deacon's 
um, versus M Night yeah. was like he probably went no we're only going only to move the camera in this instance or we're only going to do it in this <laughs> and had this this guy was like nah let's go for it yeah, it was moving it was lot. like the opposite so yeah well, that makes sense. So, but, I mean it's a choice let's let's break this movie down piece by piece here a little bit more so as Dave mentioned there's there's the setup and then eventually you have the explanation even more so as I would know if I would call it a reveal and then there's the 70 minutes in the middle where they're on this island so anyway Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Krebs's characters are, are uh, husband and wife, and they have two kids, a boy and a girl. And they come to this resort, and they're greeted at the resort with their first name and the people waiting for them. So you're led to believe, or I was led to believe, that maybe they're wealthy. Maybe this is a special occasion kind of resort where you're treated very, like, especially well. And the resort itself is great. I don't know why you would ever leave the resort because there was there were sweeping views of island vistas that I guess Dave was mentioning was the Dominican Republic. There was you know hmm. glass walls, floor to ceiling in their room in their little suite that they had as a family, and also just in like their dining area and their kind of infinity pool esque kind of like layout. But they're convinced that they should go away to this beach one day, and. Um, I should pause there to say that Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Krebs's characters are not doing well in their relationship. Vicky Krebs has an illness and she's having an affair. So they might get broken up. And that is that is important. They get to this beach and then it's the reason I asked about the trailer, Dave, is the trailer gives so much of this away that none of this like maybe it could. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do nowadays in 2021 because you need to get people into the movie. And so you need the premise. Like you need to know that it's like a horror story on a beach in order to get people to actually go see the movie. But it's too bad because we know that they're going to be on the beach. We know that they're going to age and we know that they're not going to be able to leave. So hmm. it's like, okay. I feel I feel like they can get away with that with this film though because it is an M. Night Shyamalan film and like you're not going to watch The Major of the Beach. You're going to find out what the fuck is causing it. I know. And and it's like, it's and it's all about, it's, yeah, yeah. It's all about the reveal. It's all about the, it's, but it's not even uh, twists. Like we, we think of Sixth Sense, we think of twists. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I was sitting there for a while during this going, all right, what are, what do I think is causing it? And then it started to, this like the, the series of events started to take me away for a bit. But all the whole time it's in your mind, it's like, Let's just get cut to the chase, cut to the chase, cut to the chase. Yeah, I want to pause here for a second, though, and I want to jump ahead. So in case anybody's okay. listening to this, I'm going to I'm going to skip. And this is not a spoiler yet, although if, if you don't, if you want spoiler free, you can hang on for a couple more minutes. But I want to say this because it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. So I don't feel bad suggesting that we're, we are going to get some answers. The happening, he tried to not give an answer. But he did give an answer, but he didn't explain it because it was just the fucking trees and nature. And there was nothing. And everybody was like, fuck this. But he's also had a lot of movies. We talked about The Village. Dave, I know you were on the side of the the twist or the reveal was the worst part of the movie. And I think a lot of his movies, mm. if not every single movie since The Sixth Sense, the twist or the reveal is the worst part of the movie. Um, if not the dialogue. Sorry, Jeff. Okay. Mm. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
he really doesn't know how to write female characters, by the way. So he's lucky he has a legacy because right now there's a, there's a movement to make sure female characters aren't tropes. And even in horror and thrillers and slashers, there are tropes that are like part of the genre. But oh my God, his female characters, man, they're, they're all self-involved. They just stare at themselves. Like even the kid, it's he does not know how to write. They just get pregnant. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 give, I'll give that one a pass, the self-involved one in, the, in this okay. one, because that became relevant later. Touche. Because some of the, like, all of... Basically, yeah, it's everyone on this is on this beach for a reason. They say that in the trailer. Yeah. So, um, okay. And I just want to point out that everyone on this beach seems to have a fucking firm grasp of what's going on because they explain a lot of shit yeah. as we're going along. It's yeah. like, oh, this happened. Oh, it was this. Yeah. And it, I'm like... Yeah. There's a lot wait, of explaining. You, you're, I don't know what you do, but I'm pretty sure it's not fucking gravitational physics. Well, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I like it. That's good. I don't even know if you, you, I should buzz you because that was pretty clever. But, but my, to finish my point, which I was I was getting to was the point, which is post reveal. I guess you could say, is actually good. You know what I mean? This is one of the things that because this is based on an original story and not M Night Shyamalan staring at the leaves, you know, blowing in the wind and saying, "My next horror movie." Like this, I I, I genuinely believe. And again, we're not spoiling yet, although we're going to get to it. I think the allegory here is for the right reasons. I, I think it's an interesting idea. What would you do? What What does your brain do if you think you're eventually doing good? It's Machiavelli. The ends justify the means. It's like that kind of premise gets in play here. Is it worth it? is an interesting question that gets asked in this film, but not if you've seen the film. So I'm asking it for whatever reason, yeah. in case there's anybody who hasn't seen this movie that's still listening to this. I think the premise, not the premise is in what you saw in the trailer, which is people are aging on the beach, which is the horror movie. But if there is a big picture to this, I think it's good. However, with these kinds of movies, especially in the hands of M. Night Shyamalan, that's an afterthought. That's the coda. That's what happens after the yeah. film. We never got the sense that that was it going on during it's almost an excuse for why he was doing whatever he was doing and so i i'm gonna go ahead and say i don't know if he pulled that off and i'll be a little negative about that but Mm. but it's too bad because it's a good idea anyway that's that's where it ends we can pick up where we left off but do you have anything to say about that no um i (laughs) okay no i i mean not until we get to the the spoiler part because uh in some ways i did feel that like that one was like the the end of this was kind of well executed but by this by that point i was like literally offended by this movie <laughs> up to that point okay so you 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 can speak your truths but i can also buzz you so just to finish the setup part of this then they're at the hotel um and then it's exposition and it's a combination of people that are going to come up in the in the movie either on the beach or not on the beach. And we meet every single person. And as is, it just happens in movies because you only have so much time. Everybody gets one line. <laughs> and so you meet every single character that you're going to meet for the rest of the movie. And they get one moment. And it is so heavy handed that it's almost, you know what I mean? Like nobody, when the, when the, even when the woman was having the seizure, you were sitting there and you're going, what is M. Night doing here? Right? Is, am I wrong? Like, Yeah, it's like, oh, that's going to come up later. It's like she's having like, yeah, yeah she's having a seizure. Hmm, that guy's a doctor. Hmm, I wonder. And then it's like every to your point, what you were saying before with the was there, everybody seemed pretty okay with what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, they 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 adapted really really well. But it's like 
oh, this this guy drowned. Oh, he obviously did this and this happened. And it's like everyone had an answer for everything. And it was almost like while he's sitting there writing it, he's like, oh, people might misinterpret what this means. So the next character, the next line is going to tell them what, <laughs> what to think. He mansplained the fucking movie. You're right, you're right. Mm. Well, to, to that too, what about having, because kids are a great surrogate for mansplaining, Dave, so they can hide it really well. They can mansplain through kids and it doesn't seem like mansplaining. But the kid asking everybody what their profession is, is that, yeah. is that did, did that work for you? I, I mean, no, no, it didn't. No, I'll, I'll, right. but, I just, I just, I want to buzz you. I want to buzz you this whole episode, but what, what, finish your thought. But no, um, like no, there's another part that I want to get to later when uh, when we get to like just the kids talking about the, uh, the message on the beach and stuff. Yeah. And like, but it, it's like every misstep that these guys had in this movie was was fatal. Yeah. Basically, so like they're they're trying to escape in by pretty much doing the same thing they did last time, just at a different location. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they they literally try the same fucking thing three times and people die. Yeah, and, that's but yeah. every step in the right direction just seemed contrived. Like somebody fed a line of dialogue and it's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. And it, it was like somebody set the situation and they they out of the blue. And the other thing I really didn't like about this that was, that was, te- the- that was technically mm. negative, Dave. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wish I could do a mini buzz for you. The other thing I didn't like about this was, uh, like, all of the characters had a thing. Yeah. So, like, there was the woman whose sister was a therapist. And she was also a therapist. She was always telling everyone how to many, talk about how it. How many times did she tell? And, did she say that her sister was a yeah, therapist? We should, yeah, we should we should all talk about this. We should all talk about this. And then, then like, you know, the, the older couple are always fighting. And then that comes up. And the doctor is, like, that was one of the most interesting ones. Because, like, he, he started was, talking about this movie. Yeah. And he, he was obsessed with this movie that he was trying to figure out what it was. And I was like, oh, that's not that's not good. Rufus Sewell did like, a great job as the, the doctor. As like the hunky doctor who's dating a younger woman and has another daughter and his mom is dying. And he yeah. has dementia. He had so many layers that was like really, really, he, he really did. Mm. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dementia. He was fucking paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, is that what? You, that's what it was. I, I yeah. yeah. They had something. Yeah, they tell. Me. They tell you during when with in the handbook at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. But I was already um put, yeah. making sure my wallet, my keys, and my phone were in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. You story. you pretty much uh, you pretty much already you pick up on, you pick up on it because like he is not dealing after a, about five minutes. Uh, and then there's like people. There's one guy that's already on the beach when they get there. Yeah. As well, uh, and that is like his girlfriend has swum off into the ocean, didn't come back, so he just sits there and waits for her for about when, eighteen hours. When did he get? And, when which, did he get dropped off? <laughs> yeah, why is what has this guy been eating? Based on the prem, based on the premise <laughs> of the movie that everybody ages really quick. Which let's not talk about nutrition because they give them a lot of food to like. Me saying, like okay, why do we wait, need so much wait, food? You've, but, you've just pointed out a massive plot hole. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I pointed because it out. because this guy has been on the beach since yesterday. Yeah, but eighteen hours on the beach is a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be dead, and he was recognizable. <laughs> well, that not just that, but also that they brought a ton of food. They actually talk about how heavy it is, and the idea is, I think, because everybody's aging so quick, they need to take in their new their. They need to go Michael mm. Phelps and be like, "You got to get your ten thousand calories in." But yeah, but, I'm, but I'm pretty nobody, sure somebody <laughs> said that at one point. Yeah, but yeah, nobody yeah. eats except for the pregnant girl 
Yeah. Which is not a spoiler because that was in the okay. fucking trailer. Yeah. That was in the trailer. Okay, so, yeah. Let's, okay, so let's we're, touch so we're on, on the beach. On that for a so we're on, so we're on, on the beach now. Everybody gets to the beach. Gael Garcia, Brunel, and Vicky Krebs's family, which becomes Alex Wolf and Thomas and Mackenzie. They, they become the kids when the kids age into teenagers. They're there with Rufus Sewell, the doctor, and then his family, essentially. And then this guy that's been left on the beach. And um, the guy from Lost and his... Uh, girlfriend i guess wife friend they never really fleshed out that that relationship mm. so there's like uh, fewer than 10 people on this i think beach. it's his wife fewer than 10 people on this beach and go that's the, now we're now we're there and it's like did the setup earn it i think the answer is no but at least now we're at the part where it's a thriller now now it's the thriller part so go ahead dave what were you gonna say now that we're on the beach um no i was i was talking about the uh the two kids that uh have aged up to about say 15 16 yeah. and then they cut to that scene in the tent yeah and okay, it's in the trailer. And, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting there and they're hugging, like they're hugging, and all of a sudden they start looking at each other. And the next thing, it cuts away, and they come running, skipping down the beach. And he's like seventeen, and she's pregnant. Yeah, six months pregnant. And I'm like, hang on, are these kids' brains aging, or did like two six-year-olds just fuck? No, two six-year-olds fuck. Because I, I do. I okay, do think, that's yeah. yeah. I have a problem. With, I, think, with I, th- I think the idea is, oh, yes, and I'm not buzzing you because that is, yeah. I'm sure that's something that M. Night thought a lot about. I, ho- I, God, I hope he thought about this. But yes, and and to talk about the dialogue writing when he writes like, but I thought you had to do that like 10 times before they could get pregnant. That's bad. Yeah, what again, he should have said is, I, I didn't know what I was doing because I'm six. Again, that's the all. whole thing, yeah, again, the whole thing is explained to you by dialogue yeah, in the background. And it's, <laughs> but, but what about the reveal of her stomach, though? Because that was actually interesting because we saw them in the tent being scared. And then we saw them eating food, but we didn't see the belly. So it's like... yeah. The- but, like, every time the camera went and showed the back of someone's head or something, and it did this a lot, yeah. by the way. Like, they, they took show, don't tell to a whole different yeah. fucking level. At one, at one point, they were doing neither. Because, like, there's that whole scene where, like, she they're listening and it's just the camera is focused on someone's ear. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of the ear and, and the hair. Dialogue I was waiting over here. I was waiting for and the I'm, ear. I'm like, what is, I was waiting what are for we the, I was waiting for the ear to grow or something. I was waiting for the Oh, the ear to fucking fall <laughs> off or something. Like what am I waiting for here? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to buzz you for that. But I was waiting for the ear to do something and we were just watching an ear and I, I do think it goes back to the fact that how do you get teenagers to age when you only have two actors, a 6-year-old and a 15-year-old, whatever. Like how do you get that? Um but I want I want to give I want to give M Night because we are a positive film podcast. Which if anybody's still listening to this, they they are being like they're drunk <laughs> if they're drinking with us or they're questioning yeah, our premise. If they, yeah, if you if you picked my side, you're hammered. I want to I want to <laughs> give oh, we, oh this is a was it really that bad? One of our segments, which I think you all might like. By the way, listen to our Toxic Avenger segment or our Superman oh my God. segment. Um, he does he does one thing and and I, I keep saying I said lost about the village too because they're they're in mm-hmm. the middle of, of nowhere with an other quote unquote if you if you're a lost fan the show lost but in this which actually I did have lost vibes because lost is set on the island of Hawaii yeah. or in Hawaii Island well it's it's set in the you know South it Pacific there, but yeah. it's filmed there yeah. and this is in the Dominican Republic on an exclude an exclusive island where people are basically castaways at this point um, he didn't. He, he 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 you know the most important person on an island like this is going to be a doctor but not only did he give you a nurse as well who is the the, the character from lost who is played by ken leung um hmm. so you have but, but rufus sewell plays the doctor 
Um, who's Miles in Lost, by the way, for anybody who remembers their Lost. I think he comes up in season four, four, five, six. So three, three, four. Oh, he was in three? Is. Okay, cool. I think he hit at the end of three because, yeah, that's when the ship turned Holy up. Holy shit, you're 100% right. And he was on the helicopter. Mm. Yeah. Um, Rufus Sewell's character is a doctor. And as we said before, his mom is is dying. And, and guess what? You know, you age as you go. So the mom, her, her life is is running very short in this film. And then he, yeah. he has the, a daughter. Who, it's like, like her script has like 18 pages in it. He's, he's, so. he's, a, he's, a, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. He has a daughter who apparently gets pregnant, even though she's only six years old. So he has a lot that he's... And then he has like the attractive younger girlfriend who has her own issues, which actually, in hindsight, Dave, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe that actually, the full arc of that character story is good. But anyway, my point is to say that the doctor becomes the least trustworthy person on this island. And I do think that actually is, not to give too much credence to like somebody who went to film school, but that's pretty good writing, where you take your what should be the most trusted profession and you make him the most untrustworthy character. Who, oh who look! No, people. there is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the plot of this movie. There's everything wrong with the dialogue. The dialogue's yeah. The dialogue. Mm. Wait, shit! I just buzzed myself. God. <laughs> well, we've been saying this for for a long time since the beginning of time. Six Sense, and mm. then since then the dialogue has been getting progressively worse, and the twists have been getting funkier and funkier. But in this case, in the, do do you think? On the beach, this is where we are now. We're on the beach trying to figure out what's going on with these people as they're aging. Is, is Did the dialogue hold everything back or or was it the premise? No, the dialogue. Literally the dialogue. Like, there was, like they introduced all these side plots, uh, like the affair and all that sort of thing, yeah. to, the, like, to make these characters a little more three-dimensional. But no one ever really got above caricature. Like, they were a caricature. Basically, it was like this is this character, this is this character, and that's because of the clunky way they were written. Could you like the the dialogue was horrendous? Could you tell me how much do you know about? I keep saying Gael Garcia Bernal. I just say his full name, um, but he he is our our lead. He's him and, and Vicky Kreps is our our one hmm. A or our one B, I should say. <laughs> how much can you tell me about Gael Garcia Bernal's? life he tells us his his business he tells us what he does um yeah. he's, he's sort of a he works with pharma companies but he's not in pharma but he makes money and and he's sort of in sales and he he does risk assessment his risk assessment for pharma for, for insurance for insurance fuck i don't know why i thought pharma you're right he does risk assessment for insurance yeah. which of course i know why you thought pharma and we'll get to that yeah anybody who's ever seen along came poly knows that anybody in risk assessment they just assess risks all the time whereas i certainly know a lot of doctors that are like i really don't want to talk i just please don't ask me any questions about your yeah <laughs> i like, don't want to look at your balls right I, now like <laughs> seriously exactly and he's sitting there and he's like 25 percent of all accidents yeah. are at the coffee table and it's like jesus christ dude please put them away we're at dinner like it's <laughs> but, but 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 so i'm always with these kinds of movies and, and this is your account low budget thriller horror this is not low budget i imagine he got some money for this but dave you've made a lot of movies you've filmed a lot of movies you've colored a lot of movies what is it about the tropes of becoming your profession where these people are buried in their profession, like th- th- their life outside of their profession is is almost hidden. And on the, I mean, that's that's a psychological disorder. They externalize their identity, oh. so their identity is their job. So they, every single person in this movie, is pretty much every single person in this movie externalized their identity. Like, yeah, we're going piece by piece through this, and I do really appreciate that. But now we're gonna get into 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna start getting into think, some spoilers. I, here. I think I just made the best point I made this year. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> I, I I really liked it. So there you go. Uh, so now we're gonna start getting into the next phase here, which is um, w- what happens. Mega spoilers. Mega spoilers coming up. Okay, so they can't get out because the way they got in, they get crazy headaches and they can't swim around it. And it turns out, and as you had alluded to before, um, everybody figures this out because everybody's um, either a geologist or everybody figures this out and they, they okay. figure out it's the so rocks. So just, just bear with me. <laughs> so high, can't get over it. So low, can't get under it. So wide, can't get around it. Yeah. He literally did that. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. 100%. Um, but, like, this is where what I was talking about earlier with the secret code. Like, because at the beginning of the film, the, one of the kids is playing with the, uh, like, the the nephew of the guy who owns the resort. Yeah. And they, they start sending secret messages with this code that, sudden, like, everyone instantly understands. Uh, like, he's known yeah. this kid for a day. How much time did they have to make these ciphers with this fucking code? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, basically... Like that starts, and he wrote him a message about an ice cream eating contest. It's like, oh, that's cute. We never see the ice cream eating contest. No, we don't. We don't, by the way. But uh, then <laughs> Dave is looking oh, for the yeah. ice cream eating contest. <laughs> and uh, but then we're sitting there, and we're at the like near the end of the movie. There's only two people left on the beach, and straight away he starts talking about these this kid, yeah, that he met yesterday, basically. And he's like, yeah, we we sent messages back and forwards. And at this point, he's 50 years old. And he's like, yeah, we sent messages back and forwards. And we, uh, you know, he, he, we thought we were spies and it was great. And I never decoded the last one. And she was like, why don't you decode it? What else were they doing on and this it, island? And it literally gives them the answer so they fun. need to escape. What the fuck does this kid know for Wait, a start? Can I say there's a huge plot hole in this? Is Will you allow me to, to mention a plot hole? Yeah, go. Go. So they said they wanted to make a metal tube because metal, they think, could possibly reflect the... It's This is a spoiler, but it's, it's the rocks. It's the rocks on the beach are, are aging them. It's this natural phenomenon. Not the plants, it's the rocks. It's not the plants, it's the rocks. Oh my God, he's never going to fucking learn. His worst movie, he says. Wait, I'm going to double down on that. Um, he, and they said, let's, let's, let's make sure we can get a metal tube because that... Because originally they were like, we could ease our way out of this so that so their cells won't be thrown off. Because their cells are now in this, they're, they're Jack from the Robin Williams movie, where they, they age too fast. And so they want to they go back through the way they came in, which is sort of this like cavern in the, in the mountains. Um, or this sort of like slot in the mountains. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Where, where suddenly, like Why, the nurse... They just end up on the beach. ...goes, hey, we... It's obviously where yeah. time is moving faster here than out there, so we should walk really slowly through it. Yeah, that's and it. And allow ourselves to adapt. I'm like, what the years. fuck? Yeah, or you just solved the mystery of the cave in like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it all figured out. Or what about the, um, what about Vicky Krebs, whose character uh, works at a museum, and she's how many times does she tell you she works at a museum? She's like, look. I look at decaying bodies for a living. Or look, I work at a museum. I understand history. Yeah. It's like, how many times? Yeah, we you're know. obsessed with your job. You're obsessed yeah. with your job. Um, but anyway, plot hole is, by the time they figure this out, we've seen metal. 
because they have not not metal metal but they have foil they have aluminum foil which is the food the food is wrapped in this cooling like these cooling bags that are all metal they're all aluminum foil so i was expecting them to like wear the aluminum foil like signs like when he makes the alien when um, joaquin phoenix's character makes the the alien Mm. hats and signs and they never that's the they're like we need a metal coil but i was like there's metal on the beach it's just aluminum foil it's not a it's not aluminum did you notice that I, I mean, I feel like aluminium foil Sorry. would uh, <laughs> would check the spelling um, would reflect like gamma radiation and stuff. It's not going to reflect your time altering particle physics. You're, hundred, you're so, right. You're totally right. That's why that that's why the so answer yeah, was let's go ahead and finally solve the yeah the kids. Let's, let's solve it with coral. So, but yeah, like the this kid writes him a message that gives them it's a total MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, oh, here's the answer written by the six year old kid who, by the way, doesn't know he's sending or does he know his uncle's sending people to this beach to kill them? Like Oh yeah. And then afterwards it's almost like they make it up and they're like, I told you which kids you can play with. <laughs> you can't play with the kids that yeah. are gonna go missing. He's retroactively like Yeah. yeah. It's like Marvel trying to fix shit. It's like like six movies later. It's like it's like Germany and the. N- never mind. I'm not gonna finish that one. Um, damn. <laughs> yeah, damn. But the coral, though. I mean, God, all that. It's like a cor- Texas textbook. How about this? Okay, Dave. Dave, I just I, I yeah. just want to paint a picture for here. This is um, I'm not su- oh, I'm not do. suggesting any spoilers, but just go ahead and think about this. So let's go ahead and say, first of all, we've seen the whole time that somebody's photographing this beach. So we know it's a, a lab experiment the whole time. <laughs> the entire yes. movie. Unlike Lost, where they are brilliant, and at the end of one of the seasons, you see down the hatch and a light comes on and you realize someone's down there. And then the season ends, which is fucking brilliant, the way that that yeah. season ended. I forget if it was season one or two that ended that way with Desmond. That was it one. to be Desmond. Oh my God, it's fucking brilliant. The whole movie, we know they're being watched. And they even say there's cameras, they're watching us. And it's like, okay, why? And it's like, and then... They just lose steam. And I'm not saying M. Night it was a bad decision because yeah. I'm not here to correct M. Night Shyamalan. But it's like, uh, it's like I just start losing. Eventually, I'm like, okay, why? Why, why, why? And then if the next 20 minutes are essentially waiting for M. Night to just hmm. tell me, then it becomes a problem. But I'm, I'm just going to paint this picture, Dave. Let's go ahead and say you own, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, a $10 billion experiment on medical studies and medical research that involves you flying families to the middle of nowhere in such a way that you could erase their entire past week, their history, their life. You can just eradicate them from the planet and you can do these experiments with very high-tech medical equipment. And then the person who's the photographer says, I waited a minute and a half and I don't know what happened to my subject, so they must be dead. I would sit there and I would say, mm. <laughs> no, but I, I know. <laughs> they chose a minute and a half. Yeah. First of all, I do the Wim Hof breathing exercise, and I know that Wim Hof can hold his breath for four mm. minutes. <laughs> so one and a half minutes, there are people that can hold their breath for longer than a minute and a half. Also, I saw the end of Apollo 13 where they clearly fucked with us, and they were like, well, they're dead. And then they're like, wait, they're not dead. And nobody questioned it. They were fine. Yeah. They were totally fine. They came in five minutes late, and they had enough oxygen, and it was fine. He, sa- he says out loud, well, I waited a, a minute and a half. So they must be dead. 
And it's like, dude, this is your only job. Wait an hour. <laughs> Wait half yeah. an hour. This is all you have to do is take pictures of this beach and then your day is over. What, did you have brunch to get to? Just stay and take pictures of them. It's almost like, and, and this is my point here, because again, we were very positive. <laughs> we were very positive about M. Night in our previous episode where we talked about the village. We were very positive about mm. this guy. I want to reiterate that again. Very positive because a lot of his movies get shat on because of the M. Night Shyamalan-ness of them. This is one of those cases where you have to be self-aware enough where an audience at this theater is going to say, you waited a minute and a half, so you started packing up your tens of thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment to go to your billion-dollar lab to tell them you couldn't have the patience to wait five minutes. Because and didn't once look over your shoulder? They showed us the reveal. <laughs> And I was waiting for them to be clever. I was waiting for them to be movie clever, which is where they sit Mm. there and say, wait, we're being watched. We know somebody is taking pictures of this with cameras. He might be watching us now. Let's trick him by pretending like we're dead, but we're really taking breaths in the middle of this coral reef during that little, like, a blowhole in the middle of it but instead they come out in what is probably two minutes 30 seconds after this fucking timeline has ended and they come out like they're at the end of the fucking Shawshank Redemption and they're screaming in the water and it's like M. Night he's still on the mountain cleaning up his shit he's still putting his cameras away why is it that he didn't turn around and say holy shit there's people in the water right there why is it that he was so disoriented with whatever it takes to put away a camera that he didn't notice that these people came up for air. It doesn't make... He knows. He knows. He knows <laughs> that the whole thing is suspicious and he thought he could I'm yada gonna, yada to, away the timeline. Yeah. I'm going to have to finish this episode myself because Jeff's neighbors are calling the police right now. So. <laughs> I didn't hate this movie, but that I was sitting there and I was like, that, that, Yeah, there's on. a lot of things that piss... Don't like, even there's, show there's, us! Don't show even, us how even, they came out! Because it fucks up your entire system. Just yeah. show us I mean, at the hotel. Just show them at the hotel. Just show them at the we're hotel. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about what the actual twist is because, like, I don't want to give it away. Because people, like, we've been ambiguous enough. Like, so you know, this is a twist, and we've talked about a couple of things. We haven't really affected your enjoyment of this movie at all because you probably won't have one. But, <laughs> but it was literally. There's one or two funny lines. The rest of it is a dreary sludge fest where they just try the same thing over and over again. And then this total fucking MacGuffin turns up and gets them out of the situation they're at after they like the only two fucking left. And then there's a nice little scene to wrap it up. But all the way through, you're getting spoon fed this dialogue yeah. that tells you exactly what's going on. How did they find the journal? Where did the journal come from? It was left on the beach. It was, it was buried it was in the sand. Yeah. In a, in a plastic bag. Yeah. Which I'll take and that. So, That's yeah. okay. I'll take that. Yeah, that one, that one I was good with, but yeah, everything else, nah. And it's too bad, too, because while they were on the beach, let's talk about the beach more and not the reveal afterwards. Although, I, again, I'll say the premise of why the people are on the beach, it's, it's a good idea, which is why I think the, the graphic novel is by, by, by the French. <laughs> it was, they're not Americans, but it's, it's a good idea. It's Machiavellian. It's, it's kind of like, well, maybe there was a good reason for them to be on the beach being observed by M. Night Shyamalan with his camera equipment up top. You know what? I, I I really believe that that that's actually a good premise. I genuinely do. But the yeah. seventy minutes that they're on the beach. First of all, the trailer spoiled more than half of it. Yeah. 
It really did. The pregnant girl, again, I'm, I'm going to say it over and over again because she's pregnant in the fucking trailer. And get, like the, the way that scars can get, the, the way they remove a term, tumor without blood. Like, I know that things are happening quickly, yeah. but you still bleed. They cut someone open, they don't bleed. Like, I, I just think that that's, I'm usually not this kind of person to sit there and say, because I know that M. Night has nothing but time. I, I dream, Dave, I don't know about you, but we, we have other jobs other than being podcast hosts. I don't know if anybody can imagine that, or even working <laughs> in entertainment in any way, shape, or form. And, unless you want to sponsor this podcast and we can just do Please this. Please sponsor this podcast. I would yeah. love, <laughs> oh my God, a, a, a press pass so we can see these movies in advance. But yeah, I, I don't want to, I, so I know that M. Night, this is, he has so much, he doesn't need to work ever again. So when he makes a movie, he means it. And I, I genuinely think he has good intentions. Why is yeah. why is there no blood? So it's it's okay. If, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna cut into somebody and then, then the scar is gonna heal like they're fucking Wolverine, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but they still bleed. So when you remove a tumor, first of all, the tumor is not a golf ball inside someone. It is attached to something. So they didn't cut off any blood vessels. They didn't cut off any muscle or tissue. They, they mentioned oh, there's a tissue there, and they said okay, here it is. No blood nothing there's there's nothing and then the scar heals and then that's it it's done there's no internal bleeding it doesn't make any sense and and again that's not the point of the movie so it's okay that he yada yada it a little bit but i can only give you so much rope eventually i'm going to start asking yeah. questions so i'm just so curious that here we are we're on this beach did he want it to be a slasher movie or a slasher film because horror, slasher, comedy, they all kind of overlap, as you know, Dave. We talked well, about this. I mean, the, the the wife, when she starts degrading, turns into fucking Gary Oldman from Lost in Space. <laughs> yes, basically. exactly. It's, it's, it's I'm not like... buzzing that because that's 100% right. This is <laughs> this is the wife of the doctor. Yeah. yeah and, and actually, that was a cool... I mean, she'd be dead probably earlier than she was because her bones broke 75 times, but yeah. with no blood. But I just... Honestly, I got to the point where I was like, "Would it have been better if they just showed the birth?" You know what I mean? They can they they showed this. Oh my god, this this girl got pregnant when she's supposed to be six years old, but she's the body of a fifteen year old, and they, they the birth was off camera, which is good. I'm gonna say that by the way, this is a good thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna condone that, but there's no there's nothing scary about any of this. So at least the slasher no. stuff is like uneasy. You know what I mean? Like at least it like. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it, it's almost like it didn't know what it wanted to be. And it was, yeah, the whole thing was a little confused. I wonder if if, if M. Night and, and whoever produced this film, which I know he's a co-producer on it, but did they see this movie and say, that's it? That's the movie. I mean, I guess they did because it came out. Did they not... Remember the old days of test screenings where they would test this out and people would be like, what about this? What about this? What about that? Because M. Night was yeah. very famously for the sixth sense. It's a very, it's a, it's a famous story. If you seek these kinds of stories out, he really, he, he, he thought that everybody would know this, the twist, but we didn't know who he was. And it was also the mm. late nineties. We we're still kind of prudish by that point. There's no Twitter, no, no social media of any kind, barely on our inter- internet. So we didn't guess that Bruce Willis was dead because why would he be dead? He's talking to the kid. He's, t- he's talking to people. We see him doing things. And it turned out that he was, he was dead the whole time. Sorry. Spoiler. But I feel like the, you know, 25 years is a good moratorium on spoilers. But the producers would have, the producers <laughs> tested it to make, to see if like, it, if it would work. Do they not test this out? Like these kinds of questions. Like I, I, I usually don't ask these kinds because yeah, I, I usually think they thought this through, but the, the, the I don't know. I mean, 
if you look at like this i think this is one of those cases it, it's like you know when mike myers stopped doing the austin power stuff and started making crap like the love guru <laughs> it's it's it, it's like if no one was telling him no so he just went ahead and did it i, I mean uh, yeah <laughs> i was i was my hand was on the trigger adam sandler did it too it's i'm just Hmm. We, we talked in the village about how there was nuance in the supporting characters. The family had four different accents. It's the same family. Now, the, the parents can have an accent. The kids, you know, Thomas and Mackenzie w- went into her New Zealand accent, and she's a great actress. She really is. Jojo Rabbit, she did, I guess, the, the German Jew really well. And then she did an American accent in, in um, I, I always forget the name. It's Without a Trace. Hmm. In this movie, she slipped into her New Zealand accent all the time. Her dad is Mexican, her mom is from Luxembourg, and then the kid, her brother was American. And so we had four different accents from the family members. I'm okay. Yeah, it was. In theory, I'm okay with like letting your actor. Like, it's a thriller. No. It's not about okay, that. But, no. but come Look, on. To be honest, that was the least problematic no, thing I know, about I know. this film. I'm just, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Because there, there were parts of this that were entertaining for sure. But, but there's no way you can see this movie and leave without being like, what? yeah yeah i mean i mean mean, we gotta wrap this up because really we've we've baked this movie i'm so sorry i just started i just went on tangents but um yeah anyway i i want to say like to be honest you know i went and saw this and i came i walked in with optimism i'm like come on you're back you've you've gone and made an apple plus show you've you've done what you want to do you let's let's bring it home man and i can't i went in wanting this to be good so bad that might be why I'm coming out so hard swinging against it <laughs> yeah. because it it just it just wasn't and it fell short in so many places. The best thing about this movie was the eighth trailer for Snake Eyes before. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you dick! <laughs> I thought I was going to be on the positive team for this. I didn't realize how much those little things were going to get to me, but um... it was funny. I was talking. To, I was talking to my wife as we we're driving up uh, to this. We're going away this weekend, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, I mentioned that they'd released eight trailers because I like to rant about this. You might have noticed. And she's like, holy fuck, that's a short film. I'm like, yes, yeah. they've made a Snake Eyes short film. They've made a Snake Eyes short film. <laughs> anyway, there's there's definitely... M. Night is fine. He just... he. I really think he just needs somebody else to write the, the scripts. Spielberg did this all yeah. the time. Scorsese, it was their story. And then they hired a scriptwriter to actually write the script. And then they directed it. So, like, I just think they needed some help. Dialogue editor wouldn't go astray. I think I think I think I think he needs I think M Night needs some writing help because his his plots are solid. His plots are fine. Yeah, he, he, it just yeah, I'm dialogue and the which is the hardest thing to do. Fair to be to fair. To be fair, a hundred percent. You yeah. have you have you basically take what you want to say and you have to chop it into th- in third <laughs> to to yeah. actually fit it in the time that you want. You know, with all the backstories and everything, and also the performances were good. You know, they they really. Everybody out earned whatever they were paid for this movie, and everybody out earned yeah. whatever their Every, character. Everybody worked really, really well with what they were given. I think so too. Anyway, <laughs> I really didn't expect it. This is why I love this this podcast. I didn't expect it to be so hard on this. That, that's not. I don't love it because I ended up being hard on this. Yeah. But you don't really know your feelings on this until you have to sit with them for a while, and it was like, yeah. Well, you know what? To be fair, though, if I if the movie was worthless, I wouldn't have. You know, I wouldn't have come to, I suppose you could say. So maybe there's something there. Because the premise is yeah, so good. I mean, the premise is some, good. Some people are probably going to like this. I didn't. Yeah, I, I should buzz you, but that's fair. It's, that's not negative about the film. <laughs> that's, that's your opinion. I think Yeah. the ending, the premise is going to stay with me. 
because I think it's it's interesting. Yeah, that was that was a message. That was a current affairs message. Like that was. Are we yeah. are are we mice in a cage, or or should we put mice? You know, I, I don't know. Anyway, mm. yeah. all right. I have nothing else to say about anyway. this. Dave, anything yeah. else you want to say about this? Not about. Go this, see no. old in theaters now. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, (laughs) let's go ahead and um, do our usual finish our eggment. Well, finish our eggment. Jesus Christ. The beers are are great. And I got got buzzed five times as much as you did in this episode. What the hell? I buzzed myself. Okay. Uh, Let's finish with our usual segment, what you've been watching with some recommendations. Dave, the last episode, you recommended something really fun. Anything else you want to recommend or you want to recommend that again? Actually, no. Yeah, I'm I'm still on the gunpowder milkshake uh, bandwagon. I'm probably going to finish it as soon as I finish editing this episode. Ah, amazing. I'm going to go ahead and say again, Crime of the Century, HBO Max. It's about the opioid mm. epidemic directed by Alex Gibney. Two two-hour episodes. That sounds long, but just put it on when you're working out. The Sackler Family episode one, and then Insist and a whole bunch of fraud and marketing in episode two. And then I started Schmigadoon. Oh, I'm I'm very curious to see how they get more than one season out of that. Uh, me too. <laughs> it's you can. It, I mean, it looks great. It looks fun and and everything. But I'm very curious to see how they like keep that going. I, I need more. I need more stakes. I hope they. I hope they get it. Comedy's so fucking hard. It's very campy. It's very, but it's not just. It's yeah. not just campy. I don't buy that. It's bad that they're there. I I, I don't. I just need more. I need more stakes. I just, I, I need more big picture or something. And so we'll say, they'll get we'll there. say, we'll say Schmigadoon. Yeah. I've only seen th- the, the first three episodes are out and we'll see good casts. So there you go. All right, Dave, cool. it's been fun. Two person show. Oh, one, one quick thing yeah. uh, for anyone who hasn't, but wants to, uh, have you seen the movie? Um, what we do in the shadows. Oh my God. I, I, I it was on, yeah. it, it was on TV, yeah. but I haven't seen it from the okay. beginning to the end. So there's, uh, there's a scene in it where the cops are called to the house yeah. and they turn up and basically they're glamored and they're walking through the house. They can't see a fucking thing <laughs> that's going on in the house yeah. for real. But these two cops were so popular. They now have their own series called Wellington paranormal, which is now on HBO max what? every week. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so New Zealand. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, it is like, yeah, it's, a lot of fun. Fuck yeah. All right. Good recommendation. I love it. Yeah. Wellington Paranormal. It's brand new to America. All right. It's been out for about two years. I will see anything that anybody who is involved with old makes again. I'm not holding this against any single person, including M. Night Shyamalan. No. I can't wait till the next film. Thank you oh. all so much for <laughs> staying with us. And we will see you next week. Take care. Thank you.